For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, if you listened yesterday, you know that we're here with uh, Dr. John Kwasney, who's the Director of Christian Education and Children's Ministry at Pear Orchard uh, Presbyterian Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Um, John, thanks again for making the time to be with us. Uh, yesterday, we looked at some of the important practices for a successful lesson. Um, today, our question is, what are some of the biggest teaching mistakes to avoid? So what are some of those mistakes that you've seen, maybe mistakes that you've made, and kind of some advice on how to avoid some of those? Uh, thanks, John. Well, if you were listening yesterday, um, it's some of this is going to be the opposite. Uh, yesterday, I spoke of <laughs> being plan, uh, planning, uh, being organized. So your first mistake to avoid is being disorganized. Uh, Again, even if, if you have the personality to pull it off and, and you're funny and, and people like listening to you, after a while, if your lessons are disorganized and people can't take notes on you, so to speak, right? If they cannot follow your thought process, if they cannot see your organization, you will lose them. And in the end, where they might walk away from a lesson saying, hey, that was a great lesson, if you actually ask them, what did you learn? What, what was the lesson about? They won't be able to tell you because they could not follow your organization. We joke a lot about preachers and their three Ps or their three Cs or, or, or whatever, but it is a, a tool of organization in our lessons so that we know that if we talk to someone a day later, a week later, a month later, maybe even, they might be able to at least know those three points. And then if pressed, they might actually be able to fill the blanks uh, in on what they learned from that. So to me, it's a fatal teaching mistake that we must avoid uh, being disorganized. That's a good point, and, and, and I'm with you on that. I think that's it's helpful to have that structure and organization, whether it's a, a sermon or a Sunday school lesson. Um, but I know that there are those people that just kind of scoff at that advice and mm -hmm. scoff at people who come up with, you know, like you said, three P's or three C's to kind of help drive the point home. Um, why do you think that is, that people would just kind of dismiss some of that advice? Well, I, I think it's cliche-ish sometimes, you know, it's and it can be sometimes those three C's or three P's, there'll be a stretch that there's not even, they don't even really fit. You know, they're just, uh, especially one of the points might just be a P that <laughs> they just make up a P. Uh, so I think there's that. Um, I think it's easy uh, to kind of think that's too wooden. It's not personal enough, um, you know, those kind of things. But I think in the end, uh, they are, they, they prove to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good advice. Do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, I got a pretty good list over here, yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, I would also, I guess, secondly, say one of the big mistakes to avoid is equating teaching with talking. Uh, some people do think that they are good teachers because they like to talk, they enjoy talking. And certainly teaching is talking, but teaching is not just talking. Uh, teaching is a specific uh, gifting in, in many ways. It's also a skill to be developed, 
because it's it's shaping your way of talking so that people can understand and people can learn from you. So just because you're a good talker and like to talk, again, you may become a rambler. You may uh, you know be talking too much instead of pacing yourself so that people could stop and listen and understand. Uh, so avoid the mistake that think that think you're you're a good teacher just because you're a good talker. Uh, a third one I would say is uh, and these are kind of kind of flow down into each other a little bit uh, is be careful uh, to uh, not act like you're more knowledgeable than you really are. It's one of those big mistakes. We've all been there. We're teaching something. <clears throat> we get a question that we don't know, but we're afraid we're the teacher. We can't say I don't know or I'm not sure. But we have to kind of make up an answer. And I've been there before. I've made, uh, I probably said a few heretical things that, <laughs> or things uh, I equated to the Bible that weren't in there uh, because someone stumped me on a question. And the big fear, again, the teacher is I'm supposed to be the most knowledgeable one in the room. So I can't say I don't know or I'm not sure. Well, that's a mistake because you can say I don't know. You can say I'm not sure. If, if you come across as you've got all the answers or you're the most knowledgeable person in the entire room all the time, what will your students see? They'll see pride. They'll see arrogance even. Uh, they will uh, see, you know, this guy's got an answer for everything. He's not humble. Uh, so uh, avoid the mistake of pride, I guess, is this the way to say it, but uh, coming across that you have a knowledge of everything when you don't. Yeah, that, that's good. I remember one of my seminary professors gave us that advice. Um, he said, you know, one of the best answers <laughs> to give is I don't know. Um, because that's true. I mean, we, like you said, we've all been there. You don't want to come across as foolish. You want to, you know, act like you're the expert in the Bible. And of course, you're older than all of your students. So you want to, um, you know, let them think they, that you've got the answers and all that. So it's, it's just a good reminder um, and to guard us again from pride. Yeah, which rolls into an, another related uh, thing to avoid, and that is that is talking down to students. Uh, again, we you are older uh, most of the time. I know there's some young youth pastors and young youth workers out there, but most of the time you are significantly older than your youth, and so it is tempting uh, to speak down to them, to speak like. Uh, especially if they're acting foolish or you're teaching junior high boys. So it's very easy to, to, uh, to fall into that trap. But you have to be uh, cognizant of the fact, first, these are people, not just youth. Uh, they're made in the image of God. They have good minds, even if they're not using them all the time. Uh, and so a, a very, uh, you know, a, a big key of good teaching is you're, you're teaching not down, but you're teaching alongside. You know, you're, you're coming alongside someone and instructing them and walking them through material. You're not speaking from an elevated position that, you, again, you know it all, they don't, or any question they have, you, you kind of get to look like, that's the dumbest question I've ever heard. Uh, no, it's, it's about <clears throat> uh, talking to them uh, yes, as their authority, but just as much as their friend, just as much as their brother in Christ, uh, and, and showing that sort of come alongsideness in your teaching. Yeah, I think that's an important point that can apply to our joking. Um, oftentimes, you know, youth workers can joke around with students, and sometimes um, the joking is really just kind of talking down to students. So while humor is, is a good thing, and, and obviously that's something we can enjoy, um, to be cautious that it's not you know, 
something that's funny at the expense of a student in the middle of a lesson if they do ask a question that you think is is foolish so i think that's just just a good point to remember and that you must be reading my notes because that <laughs> rolls right into my next point you know we we do in and it's just not just in youth ministry it's in pastoral ministry and any children's ministry, there is a temptation uh, that we think we have to be entertaining and we have to be more funny than we actually are. Hopefully we have our lessons uh, and our instruction has some natural humor in it. The scripture has natural humor in it. Uh, certainly uh, there, are, there are good stories that might be funny but are also uh, uh, illustrative in your teaching. But we, the, it is a big mistake to uh, spend your time thinking that I've got to do a tap dance in front of these youth. I've got to constantly be a funny uh, jokester. I've got to entertain and just to wake them up just to, because that's what, that's what the world says about youth, right? They say the youth of our world are just so shallow that they just need 24-7 uh, entertainment all the time. Uh, and certainly many of them will act like that's all they respond to. Uh, and yet there's a significant difference between the passionate, uh, exciting uh, teaching of the Word of God and of rich theology and, again, more of the shallow, uh, got to be funny, got to be entertaining all the time sort of teaching that we should avoid. Uh, which is uh, kind of goes along with my next one as well. Uh, when you're teaching, whether you're teaching God's Word or teaching through a book study or a topical study, we always have to watch the pitfall uh, of telling too many stories. <laughs> I'm just one of those guys. I, you know, when I when my pastor preaches, <clears throat> to hear an uh, illustration or two that that work that actually fit with the, the content is great. Uh, but I just hear too many pastors, teachers, youth workers fill their content, fill their hour or 30 minutes or 45 minutes with story after story after story. Sometimes, unfortunately. Uh, because they think that's what people want to hear, or they really just don't have a lot of content. <laughs> They're not teaching the Word of God. They're teaching a little bit of the Word of God and then using a bunch of funny stories or interesting stories, which they think are illustrating it well, or, or uh, you know, movie clips or uh, whatever. Uh, again, used appropriately, fine. Uh, but I think we're in a time where there's a lot of overuse, that if, if you listen to most sermons or lessons, uh, or lectures, you'd hear a lot more stories that end up just being distracting, uh, or the things your youth will remember, and they won't remember the actual scripture or the actual important application, but they remember the humorous story that you told about yourself. Uh, <clears throat> and so I think it's just a good caution to be careful not to fill your content up with story after story after story. Yeah, again, that's that's another good point, because it is, like you said, they're, they're useful and they're helpful, and we see, you know, just using looking at Jesus Christ I mean how many times he used stories and and uh, you know pointed to daily examples because you do see when you tell those stories oftentimes it does engage your listeners um, but like you said that can be overdone and if they I think it was even Kevin DeYoung maybe in his John Reed Miller lecture series at Reformed Theological Seminary which is a series on preaching um, that I think he has a story about Dunkin' Donuts that's really funny, and he had uh, somebody come up to him and say, oh, yeah, that Dunkin' Donuts sermon was great. And he said basically that's all that they remembered from the sermon was the, the story and not the sermon. So we've got to be cautious of placing too much emphasis on our stories. All right, I just have one last thing, I think, uh, to avoid, and that's uh, as you prepare your lesson, don't dumb down your content. 
We are, we are in an age, we all know this, uh, whether we admit it or not all the time, where in every educational institution from college to high school to elementary school uh, to the church is we are, we are dumbing things down. We, uh, we think either uh, that's all they can understand, our, our youth, our children, uh, or uh, we think this is, again, uh, what, what they want, what they respond to. And so we end up dumbing down God's word and dumbing down our content or lessening our content or limiting our content. It's a big mistake because I think uh, in much in the opposite, as, as we are teaching youth, our youth need to be stretched. Our youth need to reach higher. Our youth need to think more. Our youth need to delve into material that they're not used to because the other institutions in their world typically are dumbing things down, are making things uh, so simple and simplistic when we are, as a church, sure the gospel is simple, but our theology is deep and our understanding and knowledge, uh, growing in our knowledge of God uh, is something that isn't we, something we can dumb down, that we need to grow in renewing of our mind. Yeah, very good advice for us to, to be thinking about. So thanks again for your time, John. You're welcome.